You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to another episode of the X-Man Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Coyle. Thank you, as always, for checking out the show. I greet you from rainy Spokane, Washington. And uh, yeah, having a good time on the road. We're nearing the end of our trek. Bad Wolves right now. We're on tour with Bush and Eve Under Fire. And yeah, we have two more shows left with Bush. And then we have... I guess, what, four shows going home. Going to be playing Seattle, uh, Reno, Roseville, California, and then the Whiskey in Hollywood, West Hollywood. Come out, all my L.A. friends. We're going to be playing on December 11th. And then two days later, we're going to be playing a show for Jose Mangan at his spot, the Affliction Space in Orange County, uh, Seal Beach, on the 13th, Wednesday. And that's going to be an acoustic set. So, uh Try and make it out to those. Sorry, I'm a little stuffed up. On my, uh, I've been sick the last week or so. It has not been fun, and and yeah, I'm definitely feeling. I'm feeling the the eight months of of touring. Even though I had a little a little break in there, <laughs> just the, since March, my life has been a whirlwind. I'm definitely feeling it. You know, I I remember I was. Watch, I watched this one, uh, like, doctor, uh, I don't know if he's a therapist or something, it's like YouTube kind of doctor, and he was talking about exhaustion as an emotion, you know? And I I experience that often, I think, because uh, I'm the type of guy who, you know, I guess I have workaholic tendencies, and I kind of push myself <laughs> to the brink, and... And have this periodic burnout. You know, I've talked about it on the show quite a bit. But, you know, these these long periods of just, not just, I think, the touring and just being away and kind of the grind of that. But it's also the intense focus I've had this year on kind of just being extremely career-minded. And that um, lends itself to just doing a lot of projects, you know, and being very involved, whether that's launching the Bad Wolves record or doing the God Forbid stuff, which I'm kind of the tip of the spear with things like that and you know social media just being that daily grind of having to kind of be hyper focused on telling some sort of narrative you know it just wears on you you know and right now I'm just like I don't feel like posting I don't 
sick of telling my story. I kind of want to just <laughs> hibernate for a little bit and just be my own person and not kind of exist as some conduit to project this idea of something or sell something. I'm, you know, just selling stuff all the time. And I'm not that it's that much where it's like I'm selling, you know, right at the beginning of this, I'm saying, hey, come to my shows, you know, all that stuff. It, it, gets, it gets to you after a while. Buy this, come to this, do this. Hey, I'm doing this. Eh, eh. You know, I envy those who don't have to uh, constantly feel like you're in a promo phase. You know, I guess that's, but I guess that's the double-edged sword with uh, being someone who creates or performs is that it, it doesn't really exist in a vacuum, you know, without people there to consume it or to share it with you. It's it's just kind of its own thing. So it's uh, something we deal with. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just have burnout on all that stuff. So I'm definitely looking forward to the, to the rest of this tour. Um, you know, despite being sick and kind of the dealing with the winter weather and that stuff, the band, man, uh, bad wolves were like functioning on all cylinders. Uh, I think it's the best live version of the band that we've, that we've been to this point. Um, our touring guitar player, AJ Robolo, who was in issues is just crushing it every night. Uh, DL, just gets better and better every day. His performance, his singing, um, you know, and the new songs are go- coming off great. We have some like deep cuts and songs we haven't played that are sounding really great. So it's it's been a from that perspective, that's been the most gratifying part of the, of, of this tour. But yeah, I am looking forward to uh, wrapping the year up and seeing how things go for for next year. But you know, it's just kind of. I don't know, it just kind of dulls me a little bit. Even like, you know, you guys know usually on these monologues, I'll, I'll talk a lot about politics, and I don't even want to talk about politics <laughs> anymore. I'm just, this whole Israel-Palestine thing has made everything so ugly. Um, no nuance, all emotion, all if you're not with us, you're against us, um, all qualifying uh, some sort of atrocities, right? our atrocities are aren't as bad as yours it's it's just it sucks all around i'm sure there's a a nuanced fine kind of uh path of of sussing through all that but i don't even want to because it's just i feel like there's nothing good on the end of it and uh and yeah so i'm kind of just a little bit everything is kind of a little bit further over there i just need to get home get back with my lady and uh you know just just regroup so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that so i hope this doesn't sound bitchy maybe it sounds a little bitchy like i'm bitching so if i if it sounds a little bitchy i apologize you know i need, I need to get my mind right all right <laughs> i need to get my shit together um <clears throat> but you know all, all being said this has been a crazy crazy year one of the craziest if not the craziest of of my life from a professional standpoint uh definitively so just taking a toll on your boy that's all but anyway, with all that said, let's move on. All right. You guys have had enough of this. We do have a show sponsor this week. Amazingly. Thank you very much. We have a band called Dimensions Lost, and we're going to play a song for them entitled Orb Weaver.
Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel... They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. So that was Dimensions Lost with their track Orb Weaver. And as you can hear, they are an instrumental band who is based out of Phoenix, Arizona. And they feature members of Factory 81 and Zayas. I know that's a cool sounding name because they were on Prosthetic Records. And uh, that's from an EP entitled Guillotine Anthems, which came out very recently and features the legend Kelly Scott of the band Failure playing on drums i guess he did like a little session for them and i really enjoyed that i thought it sounded really great and hypnotic and very well produced and i really enjoyed that so great job fellas uh if you want to check out the band please go over to their instagram which is at dimensions.lost and you can just check them out on bandcamp and all streaming platforms dimensions lost huge thanks to them for sponsoring the show if you look you'd like to sponsor the show uh, just get up in my DMs or shoot me an email at thexmanpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, that's EX. Uh, I have another show coming up that's – these are all pre-recorded from uh, before this tour. I have one more coming up next week that is already sponsored. But uh, for all new stuff, it will probably have to wait till I get back home and get back, get back on the schedule of recording interviews, which I definitely will be doing. So hit me up. Get at your boy. I would love to hear from you. And with all the business out of the way, we have an amazing guest. Uh, one of my favorite people in the scene, Mr. Nick Nocturnal, uh, you know, really one of the movers and shakers in uh, the world of heavy music these days. And the thing I love about him is his enthusiasm, that he truly is a fan and just a really actually extremely talented musician on top of all of that. And he's very entertaining. And we've become kind of buddies uh, recently, last couple of years, and I just really appreciate him taking his time to be on the show because he is very busy, but he is the man. He is awesome, and this is a really fun episode. I think one of the funnest episodes I've ever done, and uh, so check out my conversation with the awesome 
and incredible Mr. Nick Nocturnal. Mr. Nick Nocturnal, welcome to the X-Man podcast. Been been a long time coming. Dude, yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's 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 been a it's been a minute, man. How are you doing today? Overall, I'm actually very good. Um been been home for like a month off the Einstein tour mm. and uh you know just prepping this new bad wolves album out you know i'm saying working baby i'm out here trying one man pr team <laughs> dude it's it's sick i saw you guys when you were doing the ink uh ink run man that was that was cool a pleasure to, to hang with you too you guys are so fucking sick live man it's crazy oh. how intense that whole spectacle is dude yeah that's a um it's wild how it came about and i, and I feel like you know you know, like the old elder st- statesmen, you know, and they're like bringing me in. They're like, come, come, come down to the <laughs> to the high school dance, you know. And, right, right. Um, but they're they're so sick. And it's just it was just really fun to be a part of it. You know, it's like uh, like joining the circus almost, you know, with <laughs> the circus with riffs. <laughs> circus with riffs, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Seeing like that show. I mean, I saw Ink back like, oh, my God, 2016, maybe 17, when they were in Toronto at, like, Sneaky D's, like, our little fucking local bar. And then, like, they were sick then, but seeing them with, like, the full production, so you guys just all do your thing was so, was really cool. That was one of the best shows I've seen in a long time, man. Well, if you think about it, it's kind of like Slipknot, right? So because they had me, it was six band members and then three actors, so it's nine, just like Slipknot. Oh, there you go. You know? There you go. They're coming up there. And me, I was like, you know, because... You know, I said they got a lot of like nice, you know, young looking pretty men, you know what I'm saying? Draw <laughs> lines, you know, very, very sexy men. And I was like, you know what I'm doing? I'm just gonna bring bring like the mean mugging, you know, mean just mugging. you know, just you know, just like just be that dude, you know, just hammerhead shark out there <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to exert my dominance. Y'all, y'all, hey, you handsome fella. I saw you in the suit too, bro. You guys were all repping looking fly. Uh, yeah, man. I feel like the, I feel like the the tuxedo though, like almost anyone looks good in a tuxedo. You know, it no. just elevates you your status to a whole different level. You know, okay, maybe maybe tux, the tux can carry maybe the look, but Dude, it's, it's serious. Well, it's funny because like you know, obviously I was preparing for the gig, and I'd be watching all the you know live videos and stuff. And I guess like when the album first came out, they were just wearing like suits, you know, right. and they weren't like tailored. Like even I remember once I, I was at I was in the video for funeral arrangements. Like uh, you know, guessing there, and they were wearing suits, but it didn't like they didn't all fit right. Like it felt like they were like more mm. going to like the office, and then when they <laughs> up into the, the office, yeah. yeah, just well not the show, the office, but just any office. Oh, that's what um, I thought you meant. Okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess it could be that office too. But um, mm. but when they got the tuxes, it just like it just elevated. Like they're so smart with that stuff, man. It just keeps getting cooler and cooler. Dude, Spencer's my like meeting him for the like. Again, I've talked with him here and there, but like meeting him, I'm like, oh damn, that guy is like he's just awesome and crazy and wild. like I've never met a human like him, and he's so nice too. And yeah, like, wow. yeah, he's he's nice, but he's also like funny, like a comedian, yeah. funny. Like he should, but he's almost like an improv comic. Like he'll just he'll yeah. riff and he dude, dude, he, he, he's I, I I love hanging out with that dude so much because he's probably the only d- dude who's more nerdy about movies than I am. <laughs> You know, he's, um, he's in it, man. I love that. I, I love that. He's just so hardcore. Yeah, but it. he has like a photographic memory so he can like do like a monologue from a movie, like word for word with all the inflections for right. like five minutes straight. And I'm like, Jeez. dude, 
Like, dude, like, like you, he needs his own show. He needs his own movie. You know, plus he has he has the most you know what I'm saying impressive jawline in metalcore. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Oh, he's a handsome fella. He's Shit. he's he throws down straight up. If I had to make a handsome fella tier list, he's like he's S tier. Sam yeah. Carter's maybe up there with him, like just handsome core fellas that throw down with breakdowns. Absolutely, there's a lot. There's a lot of them now. Cause you know, it's like I feel like you know I'm getting up there, but you know, I feel like in general, like the general public, like I'm a pretty I think okay guy. But then you get with these these dudes, you like, man, I need some surgery. <laughs> <laughs> dude core is a fashion show man that's it that's it you know? as then it, you go as to death metal and you're like oh shit what happened here this oh even the death metal got got hot dudes now right why do you think slaughter prevail and lorna shore blowing up because they got sexy dudes at the front okay you know? okay. okay you know what fair enough Yo, dudes are ripped dudes got cool haircuts you got cool cool not that like because back in the day people used just to have tattoos now they have like beautifully crafted wonderful tattoo you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. they got like the mona lisa on a chest <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> it's a new standard man of aesthetic and breakdowns and fucking shows i love it it's it's a weird era of metal and music so it's yeah let's let's go man let's you go know on twitter like, you, you know how they like uh you know they'll put together like a like um like a boy band or like you know you know i know that you know there was a lot of stuff going on in like the 2010s with metal metalcore but now i feel like you should just get a band, like find the ugliest dude you could find and make that the boy band. Like just yes. like a like just like a dude with a long face, you know what I'm saying? With a long. with, with a outrageously large pot belly, you yeah. know, neck beard. And like that'll be their gimmick, is that they're just like the ugly band. Yeah. Well, they would probably have to do some kind of like parallel to like parody to like, I don't know, video games or like World of Warcraft or some shit like that. I mean, and then, hey, they would speak to the tribe, you know. Speak, let's go, man. I mean, I grew up playing that shit for all my life. So, okay. <laughs> well, any, any, anyway, man. Um, so I want to ask you, you know, a few questions about, uh, you know, your 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 history and and how, how you got here. You know, you're, I actually think you're one of the more influential people in this in this scene and in, in, in culture right now in terms of like, well, thank you, you you talking about a band hmm. or you know reviewing their song or even doing like, I mean, generally when you do like your how you know how to blank in 30 seconds it's already a pretty well-known band so it's like right. you know, they don't need that technically but it it helps like almost codify them as like you know oh you're you're worthy of the the 30 second <laughs> jam like that's the weird meme canadian dude to throw down something for you on in his room hell yeah <laughs> well, it's, well it's also like the thing that's cool about it is it, it like it signifies that that band has a sound right you, you know what I'm saying? Which like they they have a signature thing, which makes them stand out. Mm -hmm. Well, that's always it's always fun to do those because that's how I've always understood like music and even music theory and stuff is like identifying specific characteristics and patterns with bands and being like, okay, like if I want to do like like even if I make something like I'm like okay, I'm thinking of doing like maybe like I don't know, in flames type riff. Like I know what I mean by that. You know, it's not just like take something from Jester Race or something. It's like understanding that means like okay we might throw down instead of five seven eight because metalcore for life we'll do some seven you know seven nine ten you know standard tuning variation version up in here and like you know throw some third harmonies onto that um add a little tremolo tails you know things like that that's how my brain kind of processes when i listen to a lot of bands so i'm just like okay well i can take a lot of those patterns and identifiable things and then also memes in the culture you know that people are like you know gojira whales or like start to prevail like bears you know just dumb shit or like uh, metallica hey yeah 
you know, and then, yeah. Yeah, you know, and you gotta, and then that's the thing I really get into it. I'm like, shit, I have to like really try to ace this. The word, the hardest part is always if I have to do like a vocal, you know, reenactment. Cause I'm not really, I'm not a vocal dude. And like trying to meme, meme the vocals in a way that like really will make people be like, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what we want. Um, cause I'm, I'm also trying to ace the sound of bands. I think like the, the errors that people want of the band more so nowadays, which is nothing to discredit what they do now, but you know, it's just, uh, you know, the elitists that's, that's honestly my entire audience. Just the elitists that are, are they the actual elitists? Cause it seems like it's more fun, no. <laughs> it's like a more fun crowd. They're, they're, they're actually, I, I was joking. Yeah. They're, they're, they're chill. That's the thing. It's so, it's weird because over like, fuck, I've been doing this for like 10 years. Um, it's it was always weird building an audience of what i do because like i'm not a like the guitar guy i'm not like the only you know like the bring me the horizon guy i'm like you know pretty i'm thick at guitar i've seen you play guitar there's shit that you play that's that's pretty easy for you that i'm like yeah i don't know i'm gonna work i work i don't know if i can do that <laughs> yeah. well i dude I, I appreciate that but yeah it's it's like I was always trying to find my niche, so I, was, I would do a bunch of different stuff um, in general, like variety-esque content. And then it came down to there was many times I'm like, is this like, am I a guitar guy or am I like a metal guy? Like, because if I was a guitar guy, then I need to start, you know, where's the classic rock stuff, Nick? You know, and the boomer stuff, including, you know, that will get me copyright claims and strikes everywhere. Or am I the metal guy that people probably might care a little bit less about that? But like, how far in metal, you know, am I like a death, more death metal leaning? Is it core stuff? And over the years, I just was like, I, I always tried so much different shit that I think my audience just had to deal with so much different stuff. So they're a bit more, I think, open-minded in general of like, I could do a baby metal song and then cover like Lorna Shore the next day or like react to a random Japanese band that's doing wild shit or like Cannibal Corpse. And usually they're pretty like nice. Like if it's good, it's good. They, it's, I'm, I'm pretty lucky and fortunate that I don't have as many people going like, as at least now that's not true you know whatever i'm used to from you bro they're just like oh yeah cool fun metal shit like that's that's it and then people seem to enjoy that which is great do you like my my new uh title for you the mayor of metalcore <laughs> i do know what i saw that. i was like thank you i, I appreciate that well, you can take that because like so i don't know like i don't know if a lot of people know this but uh like jose mangan he like trademarked the metal ambassador like actually he, yeah for real he's the <laughs> metal ambassador you know that's hard but that's hard as fuck i think the mayor of metalcore still might still be available you just have that that's on the house that's, you know? i'm i'm at my notepad right now i'm gonna go tra right after this call trademark mayor of metalcore <laughs> you need to get one yeah. of those like um like like one of those prizes they put on like maybe or maybe like a miss america like like sash or something right right when you yeah. a hat you know i'll do that i'll get on with that you know, I'm, I'm just, not. I'm not scared to to metal core it up. Let's go. Yeah, well, well, well. You know, it's actually you bring up a couple of good points. But actually, before I even do that, I have to say, so five seven eight is like the metal core, right? Right. That's the thing. But I realized like that's probably why God forbid didn't get big enough is because we were a five six nine band. Oh, you did fridge dom, bro. That's like a bit. That's like a big part of the God forbid sound. That's what's like. You know, and so because we would hear bands the five, seven, eights, like ah, it feels kind of generic, you know. Oh yeah, hundred. And we only have a couple. We have a handful of songs that that utilize it, but it's like we would always put that. Or sometimes, so like a song like Force Fed, it's like yeah. five, four, one. You know, oh, that's some harmonic. That's dark, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went with that evil and darkness, evil and darkness. You know. Yeah. 
Well, it took a while for bands to to in metal and metalcore specifically to get to that. I remember because this is how I would identify eras of band is also by like this is the five seven eight era. Then there's like the metalcore crabcore era, and then a lot of bands start to do like the gent mixture, which worked better with the five six nine. Yeah, like the the darker Phrygian like Egyptian sounding stuff almost even and uh, also mixed with some a lot of major key stuff. Yes, that was a big thing. The the copy bring me the horizon sent paternal and try to recreate the the beautiful choruses that no bands in the 2010s can do other than bring me the horizon. Um, yeah, there's a lot of bands just doing a lot of that, and then harmonic minor was a cool one. A lot of the emo bands did like five, four, one more. So like the post hardcore metalcore bands, like uh, crown the empire at the, like okay. a lot of rise core bands. Okay. With that. I remember. Th- so there was, um, I forget the name of the song off the, the second or Trey record. They're like, yo, we wrote a God forbid song. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> like, it's like, that's the four. That's See, the four, dude. And now they were like, that's, they're like, that's the God forbid riff. <laughs> uh, they, um, it's so, so, so funny because um, hmm. I'm listening, I'm thinking like, how many people who are not guitar players are listening and going, what the fuck are these guys talking about? See, I, it's weird because I joke, like, I just say it now naturally. If I was, and people like that never play guitar, they'll be like, yeah, dude, I get it. Like, they just, they know <laughs> the sound. But because the, they always think too, like, of i guess the one of the more iconic five seven eight riffs even though it's not the original one but like unholy confessions da, 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 like that's such a five seven eight riff. Way, i was so i i was doing this jam night last week and i mm-hmm. took i had to learn electric eye by uh oh, yeah. and so there that's standard tuning but it really is the it's da, 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 da. seven yep. nine ten so it's basically the five seven eight just just up and I'm Standard like version. I'm like that's the original unholy confessions that was probably that riff of that era or you could say a little bit um you know the um uh Iron Maiden dude yes I I always say that's the like that or you're right Electric Eye like the first official like melodic metalcore riffs yeah. just tune it down just tune it down that's it that's all just drop c bro all day right bro. we're and we're we're lazier so we want to want that flat flat power chord you know that was it man if only you stuck to the five seven eight with the third harmonies come on dog well you know things 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 move they mobilize and then they then they and then they come back right it comes back around five seven eight's in right now dude it's really funny like with with the panic chords like convergy dissonant shit like that stuff's really hot right now right, i gotta I, I gotta find these bands right bring it oh. I, I i always thought it was funny you know a few years back when like code orange sitting getting popular and like um knocked loose and i'm like i'm like this literally sounds like the metal core like that i would see in like basements yeah back then, that these you know like there was a band disembodied that was awesome hmm. um or bands like turmoil like that were never that big and i'm like and these are like these bands are huge they're crushing it and i'm like it's amazing how something can be like really niche and underground and yeah. then that same idea just represented to a new audience is massive because it's the scene is massive right now yes yeah dude i mean it, it happens a few times but like yeah that's i remember hearing knock loose i'm like oh dude fuck yeah normal and converge but like they're more mad and the vocals sound more like you know fuck you mom like you know that kind of like vibe like sick like that's great and you hear like that's a new style now in metalcore like i don't even i just call it pissed core like just angry core core music it's like them and a lot of canceled bands dealer lotus eater which did it really well um but even like fucking oh my god further back what was that band sworn in sworn in in like 2010s they they did some killer like 
dissonant-y, chuggy, like yelly at your mom pissed stuff. And it was so sick back in the day. So I call it stalking the stage in a hoodie. Do you know what I'm saying? We got and he like he goes from side to side, but in hoodie, oh right. Yo, <laughs> open it up. You know, but you have to go side to side, like because you know it's that nervous energy, and you go because yeah, yeah. you letting everyone know, stalk the stage in a hoodie, you know. I like but, that. Like my favorite look is uh Scott from Terror, you know, is the mm-hmm. long sleeve with the shorts. All right. That's, that's hard. That's my favorite uh hardcore look, you know. I like that. Iconic. What shoes we throwing down though? Well, he I oh I know he wears like running shoes kind of vibe. Yeah, we got like Nikes, Adidas, we got like probably like Adidas or even maybe something even like uh was it New Balances? It might be Oh, New Balance. It's the New New Balance look. Um but I'm I'm a Jordans guy, so you know it's you know that's what I do. But I don't know if like said, I'm I feel like I'm not cool enough to do or I'm not like like I grew up in the hardcore scene, but I've just right. I've disconnected so long. I feel like I can't like I'm not allowed to just come out in long sleeve and shorts. You know, they're gonna be like, yo, bro, you need to work your way back. You need to earn <laughs> your way back. You need to go to a few shows, you need to put out a zine, you know. You need to, oh you need to open up a, a merch store or something. You can't merch. You can't just come, you know, you need a distro with some seven inches in it. You can't just come out like that, you know, and and it's, and you like, it's like, it has to be a nails long sleeve. All right. It has to be. Okay. Nails long sleeve. That's fair. You know, (laughs) yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe another time we'll, we'll see how that, I mean, that's the thing nowadays, like what I love about metal, even though there's like kind of rules, there's like less rules than I've ever seen. Like people actually finally are like doing weird shit and doing whatever they want. And the bands are more focused on making a good song instead of fucking playing gymnastics and creating whatever for the radio. Like, it's just, is it good? And fans will actually just be like, okay, like I'm more listened, used, like I just listen to Lorna, but like I listen to this more electronic chill thing because it's just Fox. Like, it's just good, which is yeah. cool. Like, I, I think that's a big change I've noticed in the scene with, with all of that. And fans just being a bit more open, thank God. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, I think it's almost like downstream from the hardcore ethic, which was mm. when I grew up in the hardcore scene, you go to, a, we'd play a show and, you know, Godfrey was like the token metal band. We never really fit in, but at, you know, there would be a straight edge band and an emo band right. and a deathcore band and a straight up hardcore band. There'd be kind of everything, but what tied it all together was the ethic and the community. Mm, yeah. and I think that's why it's like, do you, call, that's why I think the best term for it under this umbrella is like the scene because yes, right, the scene. They, because the same you know it's it's very weird to me because the same kids are who are listening to emo stuff are also listening to the deathcore stuff yeah they dude. don't really delineate that it's because obviously musically it's different but to them it feels culturally similar yeah tiktok really fucking changed that shit too like kids are just memeing and having fun and they're like oh it's the lorna uh, shore (laughs) and then they'll (laughs) listen to deftones and find thirst traps on tiktok next day and like bad omens with batty core you know and then they'll go listen to like my chem still like it's really cool and different in a weird space i never expected it packs to go like that yeah but a lot of that i think is also like the nostalgia blending with the modern yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying because all that's because you know how it's like you wait 10 years you wait 15 years the thing that was kind of that was cool then it comes back around and it gets like a tiktok is making bring have making it have a new life right that's yeah. happened with deftones it happened with um like pierce the veil had a, a couple songs go go viral and uh um, happens with five seven there's a five seven eight thing like there's five seven eight tiktok it exists oh, dude okay oh, yeah 
what 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 do they so I listen I'm still I'm shot all right I'm 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 out of touch I'm working over here I'm like dude because TikTok you have to like you got to be in it you know yeah, yeah you have to keep pretty up to date with and I don't keep up to date with no, it no but what I'm saying is like I don't yeah. consume it enough to truly have a sense of the language and kind of what it means. Like I'm not the this five seven eight's not my feed is what I'm saying. No, it's not your feed. Okay. I'm starting to get the political stuff. I'm like, oh god damn it. Oh god. At least get the thirst traps at that point, Doc. Come on, man. So this is just so these are just ladies, risque, yeah. dancing <laughs> trap tones. Yeah. Just booty booties and tones. Booties and tones. Perfect <laughs> description. Yeah. Either deaf tones, bad omen, sleep token. Oh, definitely the sleep token, too. That's, that's dude. Funny. You know what? Actually, there's a part on the new Bad Wolves record. It's my favorite part in the whole album, but it's real sexy. So I need, how do I make that? How do I get the thirst traps to that on TikTok? What do I got to do? I, I call some ladies and, like, listen. Yeah. Take ad. I'm not even joking. Like, call, like, make, yeah, like with whatever label and whatnot, just be like, yo, all of our marketing budget. Just hit hit the thirst ladies on TikTok. Just that part. Yeah. There you go, dude. Make it. That's that's how you sell it. It's like it's funny. They kind of used to do this back in the day, but mm-hmm. like you know, like Marilyn Manson or like Buck Cherry or something. They would like distribute their shit at the strip clubs. I didn't know that. And that's you know, funny. damn. Okay, that's smart. You know, I mean, at least I think, or maybe I made that up. But you know, let's. let's I would believe you know, it. So it's facts now. Fuck it. Let's pretend I I, I didn't, and that's just you know. Doc Cool over here spreading disinformation. I love it. <laughs> we'll show up on Twitter tomorrow and newsfeed. Yeah, let's That's go. That's a good rumor, though. It makes it actually makes them look smart. Man, they were geniuses. Man, they were they were in the titty club, you know, <laughs> you know, spreading their 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 jam rock. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean that's the thing like music like that like just high energy like dirty crying grimy kind of music like fuck yeah kids, Listen, kids if, throw down with that. if your song's banging the strip club you got a banger straight up. There you go. I'm, I'm just saying facts so every band from now on just go to strip clubs and test your songs like go well, to the PA, yeah tiktok is the new strip club right according to you <laughs> i guess so <laughs> i guess so <laughs> what you're watching and how much of it but that 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 app excluding the thirst trap is it's crazy i used to watch it a lot more yeah. and like that's the only social media in my whole life where you're like it's been an hour and you're like wow what well, that's happened? why i don't watch it that's why i can't i can't go on it because it's just the continuous nature there's no like there's no stop there's, there's no, no stop sign so smart that like it's genius and terrifying how they were like just never stop and then that's what turned into short form content like instagram reels and youtube shorts like this idea of never stopping content so you're just like nope nope like finishing content within one sec like less than a second some people will just be like just done and like the idea of that is fucking mind-blowing to me of how people consume that how addictive it is and also just the modern day of content creation and the inflation of like views and stuff because like you know the short getting a million versus like a long form a million that's not those are different worlds (laughs) yeah completely so like so how did you actually even get started with all this stuff like what was what was the initial goal was it just fun or is it like i'm gonna this is gonna be my career it was definitely wasn't that nah man i mean it was it was always fun like i was a, a kid that in my room that just i like would write music myself and like use audacity <laughs> like to record like og you know free software and then i got cubase one day and just was 
like okay like let's try to record i understood maybe guitars then i understood what dual tracking was again i was using like this was just when youtube was starting to like showcase maybe a few like recording videos like way back in the day i'd watch like all of england explained stuff i'd watch like uh, the og metal cover guy killer buckeye if anyone knows him he's i don't awesome. know killer buckeye killer he's he would he was like one of the first that would do like the big core bangers like atr6 you know as i dying tracks bullet tracks like stuff like that and they were like flawless one take covers dude was just fuck that guy Super right. <laughs> i hate everyone who's good all right i hate everyone who's good and <laughs> i would just say yeah i would like watch these guys and also be wanting to write at the same time getting used to that and i'm like okay like i mean i'm already writing i already learned so much music like just sitting here like what's the difference if i like put a camera on and just play in front of it and i was super awkward for so many years but i started with just covers and i was in school like there was no even then like it wasn't really like youtube was a job that still wasn't fuck what was that 2014 and that was youtube's been out for a bit but it still wasn't like no like nowadays it's like mom i want to grow up and be a youtuber and tiktoker and insta like that's it was still astronaut doctor and lawyer in my day <laughs> okay those were still the things um but <laughs> yeah I, I never thought it would be anything and then over the years as i did covers more i started to be like the fast modern metal cover guy and then i expanded more into different content I was just going to school as I was doing this, still being like, I'm never like, you know, this is just a fun hobby for the first four years or three years. All of that content was copyright covers material anyway. So I didn't like my AdSense slip for four years was 50 cents basically like a month <laughs> from YouTube. That's it. Like I didn't really have Patreon or monetize any other way. And then uh, I finished. There was one time in school and this story is always really fun um where i went to i was going to university for accounting and my like the guidance people i don't know what they call it at fucking college or university brought you in and they were like so like your grades and everything else are fine in the business shit um why are you doing accounting because you're failing everything <laughs> and and i knew that that day as i was he was going to tell me i'm going to get kicked out of like the accounting board like my only thing in life i was going to be an accountant maybe and just live a regular life um all i could think about is going home and covering the new architect song and i was like okay something's <laughs> fucked up about me i think i need to like kind of <laughs> you know figure out like what's going on um and then i realized okay i really want to do this youtube stuff i want to do music like guitar i've been playing guitar at that point 14 years i've been writing music for oh god at that point again maybe i don't know five six seven um and i was like okay i want to try to do something with this i have like somewhat of a little bit of an audience on youtube let's see what i can do so i finished the next two years of university and um it was summer graduating and then my parent my mom was like Yo, what are you going to do with your life and i'm like i'm going to give myself six months until the end of the year to um see if i can make any money doing this shit like actually trying and if i can't i'll go be a bookkeeper um and that's it that's my life you Just, stopped failing your your accounting class? I, I know i got kicked out of accounting but i still kept in my business like the general thing so the accounting is kind of like the the specialized program but if you suck too much you just get knocked down to you have a business degree um and yeah so i finished that and then i was like yeah if i if i can't help like pay rent or do anything useful to society within six months 
all right, like I'll be a bookkeeper. And so for those six months, I went crazy on YouTube, trying content, trying new different content that maybe I could monetize. I started Patreon. I started teaching private lessons online, something I never did. Um, and I just tried a bunch of different like avenues. And by the time the end of the year came, I could help pay rent. And I was like, okay, let's just keep going. And I literally, since that, that day, I never fucking looked back. I basically would just like burn my diploma because it did nothing for me, but I just went all in. The YouTube started to grow as I tried new shit. I, you know, then started streaming as well. Um, yeah. And luckily the internet gave my cringe ass a chance. <laughs> it's basically, it's basically it. Uh, long story kind of long. Yeah. Were you ever interested or have you formed or done like traditional bands? Was that ever like something you were interested in? In high school, kind of here and there. I was in a couple. You can, you can find one of them, uh, on the internet probably it was called not forever that band was kind of weird we didn't do anything that's the thing like so i i've played like live shows with the homies and that and that was like fun but i somehow at that age i just gave myself some kind of knowledge of why do i want the chance of one day i build this up my whole life even if the band's successful and then the band says bye yeah i just i'm gone like what's my life like it's, we're using it. logic <laughs> We're, we, I don't know what, like what came over me. And so I was like, if I'm going to in any way always do music, like I want to build myself and not just build into this band that if it does get successful, it takes, I don't know, my vocalist got canceled. Fuck. <laughs> like, or just the band breaks up or exactly. Or they right. kick you out or the, the style you're doing was cool. And now it's not cooler or, exactly. or what I, I call like the curse of the, of the middle class in um in bands is like you're successful enough to have a career but not successful enough to be comfortable oh so, yeah you know what i'm saying so it's this thing where you have to work really hard just to kind of like be barely middle class yeah you know? so it's so that that stopped me always from going like a thousand percent yo let's go touring right and now you know like all in like i never wanted to tour even back then um like shows were fun but i was never like let's go tour and explore the world so just and then luckily there was also like not many opportunities band wise anyways when i was younger that would maybe have made me go like oh my god this is so crazy like okay let's just go anyways did you grow uh, up like around toronto era yeah era? always toronto and there's a scene here it's just not like like a crazy like ooh, bunch of tons of local bands non-stop and it's sick and bands are blowing up here all the time like it's not not really a thing so i was also like all right, well, let's let's just mess around with the internet and have fun. It was just so fun, like the internet in general, that I never really cared. And then as I got older and older, anyways, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Because the most fun I have is the writing music, music portion. That's the best part. And like playing it back for myself. I'm a selfish motherfucker. I just want to write music so I can listen to breakdowns all day that I wrote, you know? <laughs> That was the best part. So like having to deal with other people too and like setting up their shows and all that. And I, I was, that never appealed to me even when I was younger. So I was just like, okay, well, let's just do this. It'll probably lead to nothing because I never thought just me being just a singular, singular like instrumental technically artist can do anything. I was like, eh, <laughs> that's, I don't know, figure it out. And I'm probably going to be an accountant anyways. And that was that was kind of more the mentality. So yeah, I never, I just never really wanted to do it. But also, I guess 
it's not fair for me to say fully because I never have been given the crazy opportunity, let's say, of like, yo, go do this, this band and it's going to do these crazy things. Like, I don't know if it, what I would have said back then, but now I definitely am like, oh, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed, I've met, you know, a handful of people that are more in your world, content creators, Twitch people, is you meet them in real life and sometimes they're, they seem like less comfortable in like, <laughs> IRL in, in interactions yeah. do you think but I, I didn't feel that way when I met you like you and even talking about you you don't seem like uh, naturally introverted but do you think that's part of it why that appeals to certain people where they kind of have that buffer between them yeah and, it's a phone. very introverted job you're saying like I I'm a little insane I talked to a camera for 10 years <laughs> I'm alone in my room like you know like it's part of that. Um, I weirdly get more excited, though, with social interaction because of that, whereas I think maybe some other content creators get uncomfortable with it. Um, you know, I, I'm more like, oh, my God, people and humans and around me like that's like more exciting um, than like discouraging and scary for me. But yeah, of course, like you're you're in your room, like the life of a content creator or YouTuber or fucking TikToker nowadays you know you wake up you eat you plan your shit you answer emails and then you you film and then you edit and you you go to sleep like it's not really this this wild um rock star life in any capacity like unless there's a there's content creators that try to make it that and then usually they just burn out and leave the internet in like a year or so anyways yeah it's it's hard i guess it's a bit harder to take advantage of your your rock star status in your room yeah 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 <laughs> Well, it's, it's, dude, it's still so weird for me because, like, I, I'm just, I'm still just to me, like, Nick, the guy that I just fucking do this shit and have fun and play and, you know, write music. And it's crazy if I do go to shows, people are like, oh my God, you're Nick Nocturnal. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I am. I, I, shit, I am, you know, thanks. And people are always super nice, but it's, it's very humbling too, like, just because it's not always this exposed, like, thing of every day. I'm out in that environment. I'm, you know, usually just at home and very rarely I'll go to the grocery store and they'll be like, do you do, do the first question, do you do YouTube? That's the question always, you know? And then I'm like, I have to depend how I have to think how close am I to my home right now? Where if I say yes, you know, like I'm, I'm safe that I can live and people don't know always where I live. Like exactly. Um, you know, if it's like the elevator shaft, I'm just like, no. No, you just go. Like, no, that's Nick Nocturnal. I'm Nick Nicholas Daytime. All right, that's <laughs> I'm not. I'm yeah, Dayman. This, <laughs> this is Daytime. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just um, it depends, but it's 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 weird. It's 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 a it's a weird thing because you're not exposed to it all the time. You're very rarely exposed to like, oh shit, this is what the impact of what I have done over the years is um versus i guess maybe a musician you're on tour you see it every night playing in front of a bunch of people right yeah i mean <clears throat> you know people like you or jared dines i mean you're more famous than many many of of, of the musicians and but you're also both you are also create you know your artists as well right like you mm -hmm. you say the fa your favorite thing to do is to make the music yeah and you know and pro in many ways right like what is the best way to market your music then kind of become this hub of all things metal and you have a bunch of fans that when you actually do want to make something now you have an audience as and yeah. now what i've noticed is kind of a, a reverse pipeline where a lot of musicians are realizing oh i'm in some obscure death metal band how do i get attention to my band well let me 
make content like you see with like like, like Dean Lamb uh Art Spire Dean has an amazing YouTube channel and I didn't you know I that's a band I would hear their name around or maybe see them on tour packages and I'm like oh hear them oh that's a pretty cool music but then you see the person's personality and see that they have this charisma yeah. and I think that's a big reason why more extreme music has gotten more successful is that mm-hmm. a lot of these guys you know because it is such a niche thing and maybe they didn't have avenues to get their personalities out there before you know it's just right. like guy windmilling in a in a warehouse <laughs> is yeah it, it's it's fun but it's not that interesting and yeah. people are like oh i'm gonna be you know uh, uh john from abiotic have you like watched a lot of his stuff he does yeah like, yeah he's sick he's, he does a lot of like the taking popular people freaking out kind of and adding yeah, it's amazing same guitars and but shit to he, it so i was like messaging him he's like yeah i'm just trying to find ways to creative ways to get attention on my band and so it's like this thing of and even me like i think when i was not in you know when i was out of god forbid and i was figuring you know i was, I was playing different projects but there wasn't a lot of attention me starting a podcast made me kind of more relevant you know, right. even though that wasn't like my goal, I just wanted to start a podcast, but it had this like other effect of kind of being a part of the conversation and, and just putting something out there that was like, you know, being connected to like the community. Yes. Yeah. It's such a different sphere. And I think I, especially over the pandemic, that's when I like, like I, I knew the shift was kind of maybe starting, but like, that's when I was like, to when I took a second and you know labels would hit me up all the time I'll do reactions and all this and I'm like oh you need me more than I need you okay that's weird that I never thought would ever happen in my generation you know of like this this balance because again I would do covers and content for so many years and like the legit music scene or industry could give us single fuck like they, they're just like who's this random kid ripping off our our band's tracks that we're gonna monetize anyways and you know like on yeah. his on his channel um and it, like they would help themselves so much by just letting people use the music and let it yeah. be out there it would well the, pa- the pandemic provided such a big shift for that and when i that's also when i started doing reactions more and when I, you know, have my own project like Terminum or Internet Band or just even Nick Nocturnal, like solo music that I like release a song every week with some random artist because of like the little short series I do. I'm I'm always, you know, I, I get label offers too. And like I'm friendly with all the labels, like the A&R people that work there are such gems of humans. Um, I don't always agree with everything the labels do, but the A&R is always gem. And um yeah, it's always interesting working with them and I'll get like sometimes offers and I'll sit there in the call with them and explain what I like do like and and then because they're trying to like pitch it to me like this is what we can do for you. And I'm like, I do that. I'm not going to tour like I always start. Okay, so I'm not going to tour. What 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 do you do? <laughs> like, what like, would you say you do here? Yeah, yeah uh, like for for some someone that's like, OK, I don't need capital to raise for an album um i i don't need distribution help i understand that i don't need playlist pitching i don't need you know marketing because you guys hit me up for the marketing (laughs) usually you know like hey we have a new song you check it out um you know if i want pr i can hire pr as well um just myself and just pay them so that's that's when it came i really came to realize i was like whoa there's been a shift here and yeah we talked to labels and it would be really funny at the end of the conversation because they were like pitching and they were like kind of stuck like oh <laughs> i don't know what we can do and i'm like yeah I, I i mean i don't know really either and there's still bands that you know definitely need labels and want that help but like 
it's been such a shift with how the internet has taken charge and given the autonomy and individuality to like just you know content creators of course but musicians in such a crazy way the fact that i can just be like oh distro kid 20 bucks and for the whole year and just upload music and it shows up on everything spotify amazon like is like oh okay like that's fucking wild to me and you just go to your artist spotify page to pitch it to and you get all the money and and you get this thing called a hundred percent which is really yeah. weird because that's not a percentage ever heard of in the music industry of what you do also this special thing called owning your own masters holy shit um which that's that was always a thing for me i was i was shocked because even though i was a musician i came from the content creator world so learning over all the years like the more ins and outs of the music industry I would be shocked at so many of the norms coming from like an outsider perspective of like, I remember the first time I learned, you don't own your masters. I was like, wait, you're like, you have, to, you have to explain that to me again. Like you don't own the music you make. I'm like, no. And like that just, I remember that shocking the shit out of me when I learned that the first time, like five years ago. And it just being like a concept where I was just like, fuck you, this is my music. No one's going to own my shit. Like that's not happening. Um, and, you know, understanding a lot of the practices and then seeing all these tools come out and the internet help push individuality and autonomy of people to just do it themselves i was i was so happy i was like perfect thanks and i'm just gonna do all this shit myself and even some of my homies will hit me up and i'll try to show them and teach them ways to monetize and just distribute their own stuff and basically do a lot of what what labels do um but unless again if you're touring that's still something but then you can just hire a tour manager and you know pay people well it, well, it depends what, what you're trying to do i mean i feel like yeah it depends yeah so the hardest thing for any artist and especially a brand new artist is get an audience. Yes. Right. Exactly. So if you, you have the thing that is the hardest to, to acquire now is, now, I don't know if you're like happy with the side artist. Do you wish it was more or you, oh, I'm yeah. blessed. No complaints. Fam. Yeah. So you're, so you have, you have like a place where like, I'm, I'm satisfied here, but if you have, I think there's something about the traditional band format, which is like yeah. four or five people in a room making music and what that experience is as like a live endeavor or maybe creative yeah. endeavor. And when you're doing that and you're talented and you got something cool, but you don't have an audience yet and you go yeah. like what it actually takes to really properly roll out a band on like, a, if you were saying like a more like a major label level, right. it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, like to go on tour, to like have a tour bus, and have a full crew is hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Yeah. You know? And if you're not making enough money from the, the, the guarantees and the merch and all that, then it's like someone has to pay for that. And it's, there's still for, for a lot of artists, like I think from just a, like an ROI, like return on investment, yeah, probably doing internet content is probably a better return on your investment than going out there and slogging it out. But mm -hmm. I think for a lot of bands, playing on tour is that's what being in a band to them is oh i mean like my like andy too like he tells me all the time like i i i live to perform that's basically what he tells and he's incredible at songwriting and everything like andy monuments and he's in a few other bands too like yeah that's and i, I i'm like yeah dude i know like he lives to play the live but, but it's, it's a lifestyle it's like i'm where i'm in germany today i'm going i'm yeah. looking the sites i'm hanging out with german people we're drinking beer we're at a festival like that's yeah, like, yeah life do you know what i'm saying it's like i'm in japan this is sick you know like yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. like those are 
and that's how I kind of came up. And but I also, from your perspective, mm-hmm. I think it's brilliant how you're 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 saying like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, because you're like thinking, like, because you you have all these tools that when yeah. I started, they literally didn't exist. There was oh, yeah. no other way for someone like you, you know, outside of like maybe if you were like a producer or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that, like maybe produce other bands and make make money. Um, or be a teacher or something like that, like you said, but um, these tools, and I think what's one of the, I think in many ways, the pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to the music scene because it gave, it made everyone have to get creative and go, well, what else can I do? Yeah. Make money. What else can I do to promote the band? You that know? was the craziest influx I've ever seen of Twitch streamers coming, like metal Twitch streamers and musicians. And, and podcasts. You know what I love? All the motherfuckers that started podcasts, all of them gone. Couldn't all have. The, <laughs> a lot of musicians that went streaming, too. All of, all, all of them gone. And I kind of knew that when pandemic. I was like, okay, a lot. Like I was so happy because I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Come hang over here, music industry. Let's go. Let's go have fun. And... um and then I was like, you're all going to leave in like a couple of years, I'm sure, whenever this is done and you're going to go back on tour and not care about any of this. But like, come hang. Like it's, it was it was so fun in that capacity, just like the Internet space of so many people, like you said, trying new shit and because they had to 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 survive. And it was also sad because it was like, shit, they had to to survive. And I'm, and I'm, you know, had a bunch of homies, too, during the pandemic. And I was like, you know, showing them like, OK, like, look, you're doing you already do kind of content you have a following like do stuff like this post it on youtube uh make sure you're not you're not getting claimed monetize with that you know have a patreon do some cameo if you need to do cameo um you know obviously teaching is its own thing too like just all these different revenue avenues um so like you're not just broke because fuck i can't tour and it's like i felt so bad for a lot of my music homies that just couldn't do shit Yeah, yeah but it's but it when you're if touring is your main thing right you're reliant on this other system right that's outside of you um but it but i think anything that teaches self-reliance um and by the way it's not just music right i don't care what you're if you're a comedian if you're a writer if you're whatever your thing is um the more self-reliant you can be and the the way any way we can like make it so that gatekeepers are less relevant is yeah Thing, right because in many ways i think it becomes more of a merit meritocracy yeah. you know um in, in the in the sense that i do think um we're in a, a weird situation where i think it's really hard to have a band get a new band a brand new band like yeah. band that came out last week to get successful unless one or two people in the band are like are not influencers to some degree mm-hmm. right yeah, like, just send it to to my show, guys. Come on, send the bangers you got. Let's go. Send the ba- what, how come you ain't you ain't done no bad wolf song, new bad wolf songs? Part of me and part of me is actually scared. So I'm like, what if he doesn't like the song? And I'm like, he's like, he's like, dude, I would do it. I don't want to trash you on. <laughs> I don't want to trash you on TV, player. I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> dude, I, I remember when you guys threw out your first uh, first album and stuff. Like, I I I, I fuck with what you guys do pretty hard because it's very like I remember the that. I f- disobey was that the yeah. first that yeah first okay right I, I don't want to mess up and talk it out of my ass uh, oh, no. i remember listening to that too and i was like fuck yeah this is these are core dudes and we got some gent riffs and stuff here and there and we got like some heavy vocals the big catchy more baritone vocals like i, I love that stuff because i grew up with 2000s metalcore like that oh, was dude, i just i just said we're the best gent butt butt rock band in america i love that's perfect that's that's amazing 
like you you if any band that tried to ha- like make it so you could still be on octane but be heavy as fuck i was like you guys like ace that well, no i was problem. i was thinking about it i feel like when we came out hmm. no one was really doing what we were doing like it was a weird mix of like yeah these kind of genty almost proggy heavy songs and then these radio songs and yeah. now it's like that's what everyone does yeah you know and i'm not saying we were like i'm not saying we like are the cause of that i just think right. We were just a little bit like it happened to us by accident. It was right, just, right. just because we because we had this metal album, then got signed with Better Noise, and then the zombie thing. It was like this. It was just it. Ha- it was a complete accident of how the right sounds came together. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like I'm trying to because you know uh, I was out with Ice Nine all summer, and it's like they. I thought our record was coming out next year. So like, we got time. We're going to, you know, we're going to build it slowly. No, right. It's coming out in November. I was like, these motherfuckers. All <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to cancel the asking tour. And I'm like, how do I like, right. Like no one's talking about us. What do we got? You know? So I'm like, I'm thinking about things and I'm like, why for some reason, like all these, these, these bands blew up and like I said, it's more core, but I'm like, musically, we're not really different. Like we're not, we're in the same realm. But it's all like, but that scene doesn't really consider you part of that. And I was like, how is it that you can have all these like metalcore bands? Then they cross over and they're like, well, we're going to be on the radio. We're going to go on for Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace. But us, we can't go the other way. All right. All right. We were on the radio and we were on tour Breaking Benjamin. Now you bring us into the metalcore scene. All right. And yes, (laughs) am I being petty? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going, am I trying to jump on the trend? Yes. Yes. All right. I'm ambitious <laughs> and I don't care. All right. Yeah. All right. So That's a, it's it's always so crazy when it's one way or the other. Like cuz there's all it's just the public perception, right? Like if you if people think you're like more in radio or octane core band, it's so hard for it to be more of like a crazy heavy what the fuck. You have to so overcorrect sometimes. Like bands have to go like yeah. so stupid one way for a few songs. And then it starts to like balance it. And same thing otherwise. Like if it's like a band so deathcore and heavy, they sometimes have to so overcorrect and yeah. like literally only write a radio type song that's like very just whatever to try to make it so like Octane will even fucking look at that. Well, I think with us, I just think we have to do a few tours with some of those bands and people mm-hmm. will start to like understand it. And one of my biggest problems with the first couple of Bad Wolves records, how they were promoted is like we only marketed the band towards the mainstream crowd. We didn't mm-hmm. like, let people know, like, hey, we're we have these few like radio songs, but we're basically a metal band. Right. And so we never got to like in all the tours we did, we were either with like Five Finger or Three Days Grace, or we do right. we did a tour Nickelback. Like we were only playing with these bands. And it was great. Like we we crushed it. Like, you yeah. know, like, we did really well with that crowd. But I'm like, but we were always the heaviest band on the bill. Right, know? right. And it was like, I was like, man, if we did a, you know, like if we did a tour with Kill Switch, it'd be cool. If we did a tour with mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, obviously all the ba- you know, the bands are blowing up now. Like I feel like we would do I think if, if we toured with Ice Nine Kills, I think we'd fucking crush it. Oh fuck yeah. Um, well, you guys, you guys throw you guys that's the thing. And I feel like a lot of bands that do have like really good catchy choruses and clean parts and all that shit, they mess up so many times because when they have the opportunities of like let's get dumb, they don't go dumb enough. Any any time if I ever hear a vocalist or a band say, Is this too heavy? Like, I'm like, you already <laughs> fucked it up. You, if you're are you going heavy or not like do this stupid it has to be dumb when you go <laughs> go when you make the catchy chorus it better be the catchiest you know what i mean like that's something that 
I see so many bands fuck up and like one if I ever hear a vocalist tell me like is this like like we have a deathcore part or like you know and it's more of a chill song in general and I was like is this too much fuck too much like no like we're doing the thing do the thing man just fucking sit there and get the demon noises the low tune pitch whammy dt pedal out and get stupid with your double kicks that you probably can't play live who cares <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's you got to get dumb when you get dumb. That's it. And you guys, I feel like when you throw it out, you throw it out, which I gave well, you guys. I, I got to say the new record um, when we get off this, but the, but we you know we just put out a new video for the song "Die About It." But I feel like that would be a good song to react to because it's the most like um, hmm. different. It's the heaviest, but that's like, but in a cool way. I would be right. very interested to see what you would think. You know, I, like I don't know if you heard it yet. But, I got you on Twitch today. I check out new bank. I got you on Twitch. I'm adding it to the set list. Okay, yeah, die about it. I'd love to know 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 what you think about it. But um, but you know, it's um, it's just a, it's just an interesting time because I'm trying to, you know, like in many ways, like I'm off the road because we canceled the tour, and I'm like, right. what can I do from home, right? right? Like, what how can what kind of what can I put out there to just get in the conversation? Because the hardest thing to do now is there's so many bands there's so yeah. much content right people got video games they got netflix they got you know sports they have a million things coming for their attention mm -hmm. just the fact that people give you that attention to take five minutes to listen to a song oh yeah that means a lot you know mm -hmm. so it's just trying to go hey we got something cool going on please come check it out so just trying to figure it out has been like my little not little projects been a big project uh, <laughs> right. but it's it's actually fun it's like trying to solve like a puzzle almost yeah um well, a ahead. lot of bands are just sitting there trying to make tiktoks so i mean like hey if you gotta do what you got if you got a sexy part like there you go 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 hit up the thirst trappers like you make right. this happen I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna try i don't know that many you know i'm, I'm <laughs> that's fine that's, that's okay in, okay i'm not interacting with these these hussies out there <laughs> hussies i love you you're good people <laughs> you're good please please thirst trap to our song so we can blow up <laughs> I, I same thing. I, I like. I made us. The demo was called Seductive Core on the new Terminator record I released. It, it, it was the demo name, and I was like, "Here, this is the sexy song. Like, we got sax and everything. We got Saxel Rose to do the sax. Like, so do we? We have a song. We have Saxel Rose on the record. One of the one of the best he, songs on the album. He's sexy. He dude, throws he it down. Crushes it. Yeah. Dude, he like. Actually, you know what? See, maybe that's the other sexy part. I think we're gonna have like a a uh TikTok thirst off see who can who can get the get the thirstiest uh sax dances yes that's that's actually really smart like marketing like like craziest dancing like whatever free tickets or merch whatever the fuck like you know like craziest day yeah most you, you guys have to market a specific way so people aren't fully naked i guess but like enough clothes yeah get it going man so i want to talk just a little bit about your um you're just influence in general. And what this is, was like a moment for me that I, I realized like what, um, when you kind of put things out there, how it can affect And It's probably not just you. Cause I think there's obviously there's several content creators out there, streamers, TikTokers who now it's like a, a you know, it's like, you could tell. So when it's like the it bands, right. When like, yeah. Slaughter Prevail puts a song out, everyone does a video for it. When Sleep Choke puts on, everyone does a video for it. Uh, uh -huh. It has this, no, but I think that is connected to the virality yeah. of the conversation, right? Because that conversation starts there and then it, then next thing you know, they're talking about that on Reddit. They're talking about it on Twitter. And it's this like circular thing of, 
um, of like what's going on. What are people talking about? But I'm the thing I noticed with you is when you uh, reacted to one of the new In Flames songs, and I yeah. think like the headline was like the perfect metal song, right? Yeah, and, dude, great song, great album. But I think and dude, in your video it had like hundreds of thousands of views, right? And right. I and, and you look in in many ways, I think it helps create a new conversation about in flames right because it's like if you're just if you have ears and you listen to the song or listen to the record you're like this is fucking badass but it's almost like that seal of approval of like what is cool what is mm. not cool when is a band selling out when is a band oh it's too soft like whatever that right. whether it's reality or not perception exists out there and mm. then they had a huge first week like the record crushed everywhere Right. Um, and it, and it's and it was like oh, in flames is back, but like, how how does that feel? I mean, do do you feel that impact, or or does it just feel kind of distant from you? I don't know. It's weird, <laughs> in the sense of like, I just kind of do the things, and I'm very well. I'm very conscious that like I have a cool, really sick fucking community that will like throw down and like be open if I do say like, let's say. Like, let's say Nickelback threw down, like, actually a random deathcore banger. Like, I, I'm confident to know if I check that out and put, like, Nickelback made a deathcore song and it's actually good, like, and people are watching that and they, they'd actually be like, fuck, maybe Chad, you know, I'm okay with Chad Kroger now. You know, it's it's fine that he's got beef with Slipknot. That's fine. We're okay. We're, we're good to go. You know, like, like, it doesn't, it seems to change a bit of that. Um, if it does go to that extreme, but I don't necessarily, I don't know the extent besides conversations, maybe when I talk with labels and how much I can tell when they talk with me, how much either me doing a video in the past has helped or like them wanting me to do more stuff with them, um, can, you know, help, help their fans or whatnot. Well, and I'm just sitting there like super awesome. Like, yo, if this sucks, like I'm honest, like as fuck. Yeah. And there's a, there's a band that I wanted to, like, I really wanted it to have it. It was actually new asking, new asking Alexandria, whatever people think of it. Didn't like I, it. Huh? You didn't yeah. like what you did. I didn't like it. I okay. didn't like it. It was, I, I, cause this is the thing you're teasing, you're teasing. Hey, we back and we're, we're, we're heavy again. Yeah. Now, when you, you say these words, beat. I think the first song the record has a blast beat or something. The second song did have a blast beat. The yeah. first song, you know, when you're like, we heavy again, I'm like, okay, this is, this is the word, you know, I, I, I know the statement I've been, I've been tricked many, well, you know, it's certain to me, you know, this is not my first time around Like I've been tricked many times before, but like, I'm gonna <laughs> give this one a chance because look, I grew up listening to reckless and relentless and stand up and scream and even death to destiny and all that shit. And I really like want, I want to see like, let's go. I have a question. Did you have the swoop? Did you have the swoop? I the, didn't have the swoop. No, have, no okay. swoop. That's maybe that would have had a nicer response. But and like I was stoked because like okay, I'm I'm cautious, but we're gonna check this out and see. And like yeah, like it had a heavy part, and yeah. I was like, like, like guys, like I, it's like it, there was so much promo to being the heavy thing, like. If yeah. you put it towards that to gain like the old card, which they don't need, they do fine on streaming and sales. They're fucking fine. Yeah, right? they crush it. They have their song just went number one on radio. Yeah, they're killing it. They don't need the fucking core kid, you know, crowd in any capacity. And that was just like, fuck, man. Like, all right. And those are one of those where I just had to sit there and be like, nah, fam. Like, it's not for me. And I felt bad because the label was did really it, you nice did it on the stream. No, I did it. I did you full reaction. Oh, you too. Okay, okay, yeah. But I felt bad because label was super nice. They were yeah. like. 
whatever you need. And I'm like, thank you guys so much. I kind of hated it, <laughs> you know, and I put it out and there was super, they were still super chill. Much respect to them for that. Um, but yeah, it was just like, I, I, I don't know. Like that's one of those bands where it would have made, made me so happy to be like, yeah, this is some heavy, crazy fuck. Like they, they kind of delivered on what they were going for with the marketing and perception of it. But for me, it just didn't, it didn't hit, but Hey, good song. People like it. They're doing great. So like, yeah, listen, I think ultimately it's better for everyone, right? For yeah you to be because if you're if you like everything then no one's going to trust you yeah people think i like everything too but i actually usually just only check shit out that i'm excited for yeah yeah you're like you're looking for things that is in your lane yeah like Um, i'm not going to go and find grindcore that i know i'm going to be like "Eh," and be like let's go i'm really you know let's figure it out and you know but like matt from Avenged sevenfold i thought said the best thing he's like he loves it he like loves it when it's the extremes like he loves yes. it when someone hates it and he loves it when someone someone loves it um yeah. because i think either or the worst thing that happened to a band is indifference right is if yeah. no one cares to even check it out right so yeah. it's like even if someone goes all right i'm gonna check out this and and i know the avenge was very divisive like anthony fantano like Murdered it. <laughs> oh god, Fantano's review. It was fucking funny though. His review. It was yeah, really I get, funny. but I'm like, those are like my boys. And it's by the way, and it's like by far my favorite record that came out. I thought it was a sick record too. I I did a yeah, but it's like my favorite. Like it like that oh, album shit. like moved me. Like I was like, like it was like like I was like it was uh, you know, it like I it like kind of changed me a little bit. Like I think it's I think it's transcendent. Like I think it we t- we beat and wake in the fallen with this one, Doc. No, no, I don't look at it in terms of their albums. Okay, I mean, in gotcha. terms of just right now, like for there. me as a, someone who listens to music, and hmm. I feel like we're in a um, so many good, talented new new artists out there doing. Right. And I, but I'm always going to be moved by the thing that's the most different, right? Yeah, My yeah. second favorite record came out the year is like the Kim Dracula record because it's fucking oh, okay, gotcha. crazy. It's all you know what I'm saying. Like I want you know I love a band like Sleep Token that because it feels new. Like yes, they're not doing 100%. what 50 other bands are doing. I love Ghost because it doesn't sound like anything else. Like, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, there's some bands where it's like, you know, Seven Dust put a record out here and it's, you know what? It sounds like a fucking Seven Dust record, but it's sick, right? Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they're that, but the stuff that's really like artists that are willing, like push and go new places and go, you think this is what we do, but we actually do this. And they right. pull it off. Cause dude, they're, the Avengers are so fucking like, they're like, you know, expert level musicians. Oh yeah. But there's nothing technically they can't pull off, you know, if they're mm-hmm. when it comes from a vision. But anyway, I was just really moved by it. So the Fantano thing, I was like, I don't really I feel a little snark. It's the tone. But like, some people said like if you take my hat off, like I kind of look like Fantano. If I, <laughs> if I get the glasses. I get what the if glasses. he's is he tall? Do you know? Because I'm six two. I think he's tall. I he's think tall. he's I think he's in his video he made a big reveal that he doesn't he's 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 not standing when he yeah. makes films though he's sitting and it's okay. like it was the creep creepiest craziest realization ever he's a long now, or so <laughs> i don't know but now, now watch his videos and know that he's sitting and it will completely change your perspective he has good everything. posture he's uh, you know he's very good posture work on yeah. that spine that spine technique but yeah. but no but i i just think in general like hmm. the fact that that what made me realize like oh man there's this conversation happening out there that if you look like dude this scene has exploded in the last oh, yeah. years and i think that you, what the things you guys do 
is a big part of it because it's like it's just bringing people in it's making it's showing like even the idea of a reaction channel it's like a whole content about people being excited about music that's yeah. great yeah you know that's great. it is it's it's wild and that also got way more popular and I also stopped doing them as much because it just kind of became more of like a it just became too much like okay here's the new this and like you just see a billion fucking videos and it, it became too like almost commercialized in that way i was like eh. <laughs> I'm kinda... also there's like is it genuine you're like the the over the over reactors reactors yeah and i like that's that's I, I mean if you're doing it for interest like let's go like be dumb like i loved hardcore keem he used to do a lot of i think he still does reactions i haven't watched him in a minute, but like he would like go and like go crazy and like go take a shower mid-video like fucking like just throw shit down and like throw christmas trees and i'm like fuck yeah like this is this is just funny like i don't i don't care if he's mosh actually his, that stuff mosh his pets <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like there's 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 cool like that and yeah, it, it did become very saturated, but I think it's it's good and it feeds into again the TikTok space and and all that. And even though I I do it a bit less, like I'm very I do like maybe one reaction YouTube wise a week or a couple weeks, sometimes a month. Um, but on Twitch, that's like Friday, no matter what, with guest new yeah. music Friday. Let's go check out all the new bangers. Like keep up to date um that's and then sometimes i throw that like it that gets thrown on like my clips channel my like alternative youtube channel that's great to see and a lot of people are stoked and there's a lot of cool sounds happening in the scene right now um and bands doing cool shit which yeah you're right there's not like a place for them to kind of get noticed or notified or anyone to be like who is this and you know blogs will do whatever (laughs) are there any any, like two or three bands like that that are on the come up that we don't know about that you want to kind of like yo these are the next ones uh pale dusk is literally like my favorite thing right now they're just crazy japanese metalcore kind of like progressive no song makes sense and i love it it's beautiful um valjarta always has been yeah killer. i know yeah they're always. Like, they're like disgustingly heavy they're it, it's a new type it's a different type of music and they've been doing it for so long like i don't know that stuff excites me I think the actually most exciting record this year besides probably maybe like Sleep Token and like Invent Animate. Silent Planet's new stuff. Yeah, dude, I, I just showed you this EP. What is that track? There's this one song that... Damn, Which I one? Dancy or Heavy? It's Heavy. Uh, Anukai? <laughs> Something like that. I think that's it. I think that's it. That thing is a banger. It was the newest one, right? I would assume. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. I'm pretty sure that... Or is it Collider? I don't know. But whatever one... I listened because it's an EP... Yeah, it's an EP. It's only a few songs. If it's re- if it's heavy the whole time, it's the Anukai, and if it's more chill sometimes and singing, it's Collider or the. Anyway, uh, I heard one of the songs. I'm like, this this thing is because I didn't know about them, and like they um they hmm. put out a song right around the week we did, and I remember that I saw like people in Spirit Box were like, "Yo, this new fucking Silent Planet," and I was like, "But it's sick, it's sick, it's so. sick." Yeah, there and then like more underground stuff. I see, I hear a lot more of a thaw. I don't know if you know what like Faljarta type sounds, like super gent almost, where it's like groovier, more slow paced, like really weird. A lot of like these these specific super bends, like and like you know talking guitarist lingo, like they do tremolo slides, like like as like main melody notes, but it's rhythm. And yeah, kind of sounds like it's wild and a lot of bands are now using like fall stuff and electronics and production and i love that shit so i'm like all fucking for it and buster you know buster um few man's last breath buster odom maybe for which band 
uh, Humanity's Last Breath and Valjarta and yeah. Throne. Yeah. Um, he's just mixing and producing all these bands now, and they all have a bit of that influence. And it's so funny seeing all these bands level up. And you go down and you're like, this mix sounds fucked. This production sounds fucked. These sounds are great. It's really heavy. And you just see Buster's name always in the credit. And you're like, thanks, dude. He's like almost a new... Um, Oh, what's the guy that works? Drew, Drew, Dan? No, Drew something. He he works with like Motionless and White and a bunch of like the big metalcore bands. Falk? Drew Falk, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like almost the modern age. Well, yeah, he, Drew Falk. He did some modern. songs. He did some songs with us. Yeah, and Drew Sick, exactly. Oh, awesome. awesome. He did the yeah. Ice Stein record. Yes, and fucking dude, that record was so fucking good, dude. <laughs> that record was so fucking good. He is a is a badass. And by the way, uh, congrats on the Termin album came out this past week. I've been spinning it. It see, it's funny that you like you mentioned this kind of like super gent because I was surprised how hmm. genty and like like grimy and that scene because I thought it was gonna be a little more. Hmm. Uh, I actually wasn't sure what to expect, and just because hmm. Andy's so like he sings so pretty, I was like, what's that? <laughs> A pretty it's gonna be a pretty record you know and i'm like right it's pretty pr- pretty hard but yeah congrats on on, on the record um it's like it's streaming really well you feel like you've been getting some good uh good feedback yeah it's streaming super well uh you know monthly fun number going up too um making making the endorphins go up and and, and happy and so like yeah no complaints merch did well for a limited drop too so it's just i'm like yeah success did way better than the first one that's fine for me like if it just stops no now touring, no, no touring fuck no well also because chris turner from oceans 8 alaska does all the drums and like it's like getting him plus me and andy and then finding a, a, a enough computers to fill in the bass and the other guitar don't forget um, the laptops all right like like well exactly yeah you don't want, you don't want sebastian bach coming and like being yelling at you because of the laptops right <laughs> yeah andy would love to tour it um, yeah. I'm the asshole, just so everyone knows, that says I'm not fucking leaving my house for a week and not doing videos. Are they going to get Jared Dines to fill in? It's fine. <laughs> that would be, I would be totally cool. Like, <laughs> fuck that. Terminator tour and like just get someone to honestly get Jared someone to fill in. You know Actually, you know what? I have a better idea. You need to find like all the biggest like, like YouTube, Twitch yeah. guys who are sick and just form like a super yeah. nerd band. And then you don't even have to like play do a tour just play like comic con or something stupid like that yeah you know yeah that'd be fun that'd be fun i don't know maybe one day but yeah be, we're, we're not too just for the content all right it would be rich content farming <laughs> yeah but yeah records doing super well um i'm just so excited because people are jamming all of the songs and like yeah. that makes me feel good it's not like it doesn't seem like there's one like eh you know and seeing the feedback in real time from like communities and like reddit which fucking shits on everything like was just really cool. Oh, everyone likes the lo-fi chill fucking song the most. So that's great. I'm glad we brought these heavy songs that go to Omega Drop Zero, but everyone likes the chill lo-fi song the most. So I guess we're just going to be lo-fi. See, you got to you got to apply the same level of scrutiny you did to the asking song. I, I, I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing cuz you on the turn like that I have to laugh. If I don't laugh at the end of listening to the breakdown every time yeah, I fucked up. I failed. I failed making a breakdown in my eyes. It was not a true breakdown, an ignorant breakdown. Me, I want to do. The, I want to do this like just. To, you have to. You know, you like that, just like just like like you know, like when you just ate something that like it just the don't, stank. Yeah, it's just like what did I? Or you smell? You know that there was like a garbage truck with <laughs> a a bum throwing up. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? Some dog shit next to you. That's what that's what I get. It's just that that face. Yeah, because that that's that's the that's when I, I started to realize the purpose of breakdowns is the emo. It's caveman. It's it's to get it's, it's primal, right? Like, okay, now I understand the purpose of this beautiful thing called a breakdown. So I'm gonna do it prop. I'm gonna maximize it. No matter anything, I make it every time. It's it's got to be stupid in different ways. Like there's some breakdowns on the record that are more production heavy with synths, and then the chugs are more chill, but it's low tuned and heavy and spacious, like an ambient kind of heaviness. And then there's some that you just like you know Lauren Ashore type, like just nonstop pounding. And then there's some more slammy e parts, and I'm like okay. Like I'm, I'm content with this, but I gotta go dumb every time. It has to be dumb when you're dumb, and then when you do everything else, you, you know, you chill, you do chill properly. Like that's something I was very adamant on the record, and I remember this one part. Andy said he was doing some stupid vocals, like dumb gutturals, and I was like, and he was like, "Is this too? Is this too much?" And I, I swear, I stared at him. I'm like, if you take that out, I will delete the whole fucking record right now for you just saying that. Even like, no, <laughs> no. Well, I like that. I like that you have an ethos. Yeah, you know, yeah. you have you know your mission statement and 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 you stick to it. That's that's half the battle in making uh, creative decisions. Yeah, when you go dumb, you go dumb. Have to do it properly. That's you know what's all. funny is I thought breakdowns were like I was like over breakdowns in like two thousand five. Mm. You know? Like I was like I was like this is like it's too much. I thought it was too much then, and then it and then it you know twenty years have passed, and oh, I'm like it'll net. You know what it's like. Like breakdowns are to uh, like heavy music. What like that kind of that upbeat hi-hat thing is to disco. Like, it's just mm. like, that's what makes it what it is. It's, it'll never go away, you know? No, no. And, and vocals are getting crazier than ever too. So like the elements and, and production do. So like all these elements of heaviness that you can attribute, like sure, guitar and low tuning, not as much as I think people would assume it contributes, but low tuning can help to a point. And like, drum placements and groove and then vocals have advanced to this new level which is hilarious that like yeah, there's a new level i don't know how the, the i think these motherfuckers are going getting like uh think about it when like so, people start turning to cyborgs you know and they start getting implants like they're gonna get put shit in their voice that they're oh. gonna be able to do like crazy they're gonna start sounding like dragons and motherfucking you know what i'm saying optimus prime and shit <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Dude's gonna like some some dudes are like I'm gonna put in the Morgan Freeman and start talking like Morgan yeah. Freeman and you know it's gonna be- I mean due to AI you hear that Plan Z song that it's topping rock charts that's Plankton some dude some random oh, what dude is that so there's this random dude it's it's just as far as I know one one guy like a scene kid that made this song he's under Boy What is his artist and he made this song called Plan Z where he he had to organize all the parts, I guess, and kind of record them himself in a way. But then he uses Plankton's AI voice from SpongeBob. And the whole song is like Plan Z, like about a secret formula. And it's like super catchy. The breakdown goes actually really hard. And it has a solo and all this shit. It's two and a half minute song. Topping rock charts. It's an AI song. Really? I don't need- by Yeah. I got it. So, topping the Plan show. Z, check that shit. It's good. It's really good, and it's scary that it's really good. <laughs> that's not so funny. Um, I, I'm gonna let you go in a couple minutes because I have um, I have yeah, metal sucks actually coming up. I, I I will be being interviewed, so I gotta go oh, yeah, talk some shit over there. But um, a couple more questions. Whatever happened to the project with you and Phil Labonte? Um, 
one of the songs has been done for two years uh it's basically just been waiting you know phil's busy he's doing a you know atr stuff he's doing politics stuff which is cool and it's like, like the chinese democracy of metalcore right when's it coming out phil come on man stop holding back <laughs> I, yeah and i mean from the little teasers jason has posted it like riffing i'm so happy oh no I, it's like dl worked on it um oh yeah so did a bunch of writing and, and producing on it as well so it's like i'm sure i've heard some stuff but it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous oh it's gonna i'm so stoked dude follow ideals is one of my top albums so oh, i know I, like, I know i know brother you know what I'm saying? I know. So I, I'm super stoked, but he's just been busy with that. So I, it's now turned into basically Phil's going to be doing a couple songs and I'm going to instead have the rest of the songs be this more like metalcore 2000s worship where I'm going to hit up a vocalist of all of like one vocalist per can you, song. Can you like any, any teasers or it's all secret? I'm still figuring out who to, to get for everything because I've been focused on the Terminal record instead of finalizing this. But Phil's on like a couple tracks and then like i'm just gonna go for it like let's hit up matt i'm gonna hit up matt from trivia matt from bullet like you know just like i wanted to like if i'm doing it yeah. we're doing 2000s worship proper like no half-assing this shit it's got to sound like you grew up in that era and you're happy like you okay. just that's it so that's Eddie, what that's kind of turned into you know to me who's one of the unheralded vocalists that era is um uh, the singer from throwdown Oh, Throwdown, okay. Dude, you, you know Throwdown? Dude, he sounds like fucking Phil, Phil Ensemble, man. Really? So, Fuck, I gotta check out, dude. Kills it. There's some, listen, you need some, I'm a, now I'm interested. I'm like, who? Who? who are the uh, homie from um, the band Demon Hunter? That'd be sick. Demon Hunter, that guy's sick. That guy's fucking oh. sick. There's, 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 they, they, they were always a fun band because they're always really good, but like I never thought of them as like, they didn't get as much cred maybe in like the core, metalcore scene specifically like in modern day. Dude, they was they would tour with as like dying all the time, but they're they were this weird thing where they wouldn't because the um the brothers in the band owned they're uh really successful as graphic designers. Oh sick. And so they only tour like here and there and they do the band like in addition to it. So they weren't as like busy as a lot of bands, but their records I think are really influential and and awesome. Fuck yeah, there's Demon Hunter. I always I always messed up Demon Hunter with Darkest Hour. I don't know why. Darkest Hour is sick too. Fucking sick. You John Henry, he'd be sick on a song. He, He's just got better, better, and better. He can sing his ass off too. He can oh, do so everything. Very specific voice too. Like you hear that, and you're like, "That's the whole." Pissed. He's so pissed. He's so pissed. Really. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. I'm just hitting up a bunch. I have like an underoathy type track too, just for the sake of the scene kids, because nice. there is always that overlap of like the emo mix with the core. So I was like, I was gonna try to hit up the guy from Static Dress to kind of on this underoath type track, and you know, make it all work and see what the fuck happens. I I, I don't know. Um, it was originally just gonna be Phil, but. Yeah, I want the album to come out. <laughs> so I think we're gonna... awesome, man. Well, this man, listen. Uh, congratulations with all your success, and I think everything you're doing is like uplifting the entire scene and bringing more attention to it and spreading like positive energy. And you're exposing bands and connecting with bands. And like my the thing I love about, it, especially being a podcaster and kind of being somewhat in the content space, is like this back and forth uh thing and kind of bring it i just want to bring everyone together you know what I'm, saying? I'm me you're the mayor of metalcore me i'm like the obama of metalcore i'm like look <laughs> i believe that emo kids and new metal freaks can come together you know Fuck like yeah, that's dude. what i'm trying to do. i'm trying to bring everyone together all right love that dude all right, love <laughs> all right that. take care everyone listen to the new terminal record it's Thanks. awesome watch nick's streams there's any you want to drop any links or anything 
just for, I don't know. Nick, go go, go listen to New Bad Wolves. There, that's 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 my link. There you go. That's that. right, people. What, yeah. Listen to New Bad Wolves. All right, stop. I'm gonna stop. listen to it tonight. Come hang out and listen to the New Bad Wolves with us tonight. I have Aaron uh, Marshall on the show from Intervals in yeah. less than an hour. Oh, one, one thing. If um, I've been on the show before, but yo, if DL could come on your show and do sure. a thing, you know, Casey is strained. He do, this thing knows a dude knows a thing or two about writing some breakdowns. Oh, I fucking know DL. So you know, has credits on one of my songs, pseudo, because I worked on a kill switch type song with Chad from For the Fallen Dreams, and he recorded with DL to write the chorus for it. Well, let's get DL on this on, on the show and do one do one of those. Dude, yeah, fuck when you guys got the come fucking hang, dude. All right, just, I'll I'll set it up. I have my people talk to your people, which is me and you. <laughs> you got it. All right, dude. Thank you for having me, bro. Anytime. Uh, pleasure as always. Man. I appreciate it. Take care. You too. Have a good one. Bye.
So that track was entitled Parasocial, and it is from the brand new Termina record entitled Soul Elegy, and that is Nick with the great Andy Zizic, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, I always screw it up, um, from Monuments, very talented young man he is, and you know, I just picked kind of the token ignorant heavy song off that album. They have some really pretty stuff on the album, but I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for something disgusting and it it is there's a lot of they 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 found all the disgusting chords and put them in one one song so hope you enjoyed that hope you enjoyed the interview i love nick he is the man but i was thinking about it. i was like you know what he's canadian so they're just nicer there that's what that's what happens you know i don't know what it is if it's hockey or putin or tim hortons something I don't know how many uh, cliches I can fit in, in in one little paragraph here. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. I, what am I going to do tonight? I don't know. I think we catch up on that show Gen, Gen V, the uh, the boys spinoff. Got a couple episodes that to catch up with. Me and my lady been rewatching The Wire. I don't know how many Wire fans are here. One of the best shows ever. Uh, you can't just watch one. You got to watch like three, four at a clip. Two, two you can do. You can't just watch one, though. Um, it's just, it's the greatest. And I think we're going to watch Six Feet Under after that. You, know, you got to have your binge, binge-worthy binge stuff. But, yeah, I'm thinking about the, the, the holidays. I'm a bad gift buyer. I never know what to get anybody. I'm like, what do people buy people? Because then I just think about what I would want. I'm like, oh, maybe they want some Jordans, some DVDs. <laughs> you know? It's a good thing I'm not into like guns, you know. They give all my family members Glocks, you know, for Christmas. They maybe maybe they would want that, you know. I don't know how legal that is. Ah, have a little sip of Red Bull at twelve past midnight. Not very not very smart, but I did I did do it. Anyway, I look forward to watch some basketball when I get home. Knicks are good. We got that going for us. It's hard to watch basketball on tour. Because all the games are around the times that you play on stage. So, you know, I have a pretty elaborate warm-up situation. So, I'm looking forward to it. But, you know, I think things will be better for me. I just feel I feel like my brain doesn't work right now. I got no bandwidth. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't hang nobody. It's like a day off. You just you see a bunch of dudes just on their own. You know, I just want to sleep and do nothing. Nothing is the greatest thing, I think. I'm going to get really good at doing nothing. But then probably I'm going to have to do something. So not look forward to that. But maybe by the time from doing nothing, I think if you do enough nothing, then you want to do something. And it makes doing something fun. So I'm going to work on that. This is like uh, the Doc Coyle Seinfeld. Nothing. It's a show about nothing. No. What happened? Nothing happens. But that'd be the, But it'd be my life. You know, when I get home. So we'll see. Been trying to accomplish that. You know, the funny thing when you get off, you get home from tour, right? You know, it's like you see a lady, she wants to hang out, you know, just be together. But really, and obviously you're looking forward to that. But when you're on tour, you're almost never by yourself. You know, um, you're on the, the bus or, the, or a van or we're on this thing called a bandwagon, kind of like a smaller version of a bus. You know, but you're in the dressing room, there's people there. You know, um, unless you you, know, you get your own hotel room or something, um, which every now and again I'll do, but n- not often. Um, you know, 
So, so you actually kind of like enjoy those times just being being in the zone. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. You know, just zone. Like, hey man, you know, I like that. I'm I think I I have a lot of loner, um, you know, kind of tendencies. You know, hence hence the talking to a mic with no one here. I could do that. <laughs> but you know, is, is there there's a certain zen to that? Certain peace? Certain you know. Getting you know, finding where where one is at, and I'm, I'm, everything's cloudy right now for me. So, but that's all right. You know, you, your boy's still trying to get some shows out for you people, for you, for you. Okay, but also you know, it's for me too. But you know, but still, it's for everybody. You know, we we all benefit. But you know, I had a bunch of people actually on their Spotify end of the year list put the show as one of their top shows. A lot of people had this show as their top show. So thank you to all those people. That's amazing. That's crazy to me that, you know, someone's like, yes, I like this. I will hang out with Doc, you know, and, and his, his jimmer jammer and talking all that shit. I appreciate it, you know, because apparently I'm very, uh, you know, apparently some people do not like it when I when I go on my rants in real life. They're like, would this motherfucker shut the fuck up? But they don't say that. They just wait, talk shit when I'm gone. So, you know, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I guess that's all right. I can live with that. I like me. That's what I'm saying. Self love, y'all. 2024 self love. All right. That's what we're putting out in the earth. Okay. So, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's how you got to spin it. All right. And you spin it. People find you irritating. Self love. All right. You just, you just throw that back in their face. All right. All right. I've done enough. Uh, this, that, that was a nice little piece of bullshit right there i just i just put out there so well i hope it's entertaining uh hope everyone is enjoying the the winter times these, these are rough times you know the winter uh, i'm going back to california where we, we don't have none of that so so you you enjoy your winter i'm gonna go back to my non-winter where it's like we, i just put on a hoodie sometimes so but it's still gonna be 65 68 during the day so all right love y'all keep rocking it come see bad wolves in la if you're from LA and those other shows, you're from there. And, uh, you know, Mamba's out. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.